Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Welcome to Fireside. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my most power, earth you with features. You either listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there Ninjas! So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Mashko. Hey, man. Can I kick it? Yeah, man. You can. And then there's Mauer. Hey, man. Beep you. Ah, beep you too, man. How's the crime fighting going? It's going well. <laughs> Can you not talk about it? I can't talk about it. <laughs> uh, it's very, it's very weird. Going, uh, hey, who can make it to the show? Mauer goes, not me, and I can't say why. <laughs> you just gotta like look at the newspaper in the morning and hope nothing horrible happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, everything turned out great with that though. So uh, thanks for letting me. Do my thing. What is your thing? My <laughs> thing is talking about the new news because new it's news. Wednesday. I think the the greatest news would be to find out where the hell Mauer goes on his little He's <laughs> 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 gallivanting out there. In uh, I, I, what does your costume look like? I can't disclose that. You can't. <laughs> so is it even a costume then? Was it just like like military gear? Because, I can't like, talk about that. Well, because it would be like if, if you can't talk about it, you then don't have a logo. Because if you had a logo, that would be kind of dumb. Did you get promoted? <laughs> Are you uh, director of disclosure Have you ever seen those, those shows where they change the voice and then blur the face? That's just that, me. As I walk around, my voice get gets face? changed and it's all blurry. So you have like a blurry Rorschach mask. It, well, just everything, yeah. <laughs> I look like the predator in stealth mode. So you look like like all the photos of Bigfoot, just a little fuzzy. Just a little fuzzy. <laughs> Is that your new superhero name? Little fuzzy. Little fuzzy. <laughs> Can't talk about it. Have all right, welcome to the Wednesday show. If you're new around here, that's where we talk about those comic related current events. Comic related current events. All right. All so right. I, I don't even know why we did th- like a like a weird intro because I know our first story is going to take over everything. Well, what kind of stories we got today? We got plenty of things to talk about. We got our first look inside the dark hold. The dark yeah. hold. <laughs> I'm going back to that joke. Uh, Sandman's comic accurate reveal for TV. And Marvel's suing everyone. 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 Just a whole everyone. Lot of, whole lot of everyone. Good for them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we say we let's start with comics, but let's talk about a story that might take away some of our favorite characters from comics. <laughs> it's not going to take away any characters from our comics. Um, first off, well, nobody yeah. has enough money to go against everything. Reel it back. Well, I'm going to get there. Tell me the story. Tell me the story. So here's where the where story. did this start? <laughs> uh, recently, uh, I want to say in the past 15 to 20 years, they changed copyright law where it's no longer permanent. And after X amount of years, 75. the creators are allowed to take their IP back no matter what the contract states. 
Now, in Philadelphia, we just went through this because the assholes that we paid to create the world's greatest mascot, mascot took their rights back, one, so we had to change him, so now he looks like his special cousin. Wow. <laughs> it's true. Wow. So, in order to preempt that, Marvel is preemptively suing a bunch of the uh, families of these creators to say they were work for hire so that they don't qualify for this uh, paid IP return. So meaning if they can say, hey, we didn't actually pay them for the IP, we paid them for work as work for hire, that law no longer exists for them, so they don't have to fight or repurchase to get those characters IP again. Now, my thoughts on this law might be contrary not, to some of our listeners. It's not going to be shocking after you just gave us a little <laughs> Philly fanatic thing. <laughs> it's not, no one's going to go, no way. <laughs> the precedent that this set is terrible. Reason being is, say, Menti, you come up with a character called the Blur. And I go, you know what, that's pretty cool. All you have is the blur you gave me. Here's kind of the backstory for it. Here's what he looks like. I'm going to pay you $10,000 for that. I spend the next 75 years investing millions of dollars in making that character a global phenomenon. Now it's worth billions of dollars. And you can just go, eh, it's mine again. That's not right nor fair. Now, I do understand that creators were screwed back in the day. But their contribution to the world on top of their characters is now creators aren't being screwed over like this. They made it because of their family's fights for this not to happen anymore. Or if it does happen, people are now asking for stuff on the back end. They're asking for percentages of this. They're willing to give it up, but hey, if it does X, I have this option. Well, the idea of an MCU wasn't a thing back then, so it didn't really need to be in contracts. And that's because there were no contracts. Everything was considered work for hire back then. And with the Marvel bullpen the way it was, everyone writing stories kind of willy-nilly with the Marvel method where they would just do all the art first and then everyone would just kind of come up with the dialogue later. It's not as cut and dry as one person created as you may think because a lot of people had input within that writer's bullpen. And you have to go into what creates the character. And this is the... The fight that the Phillies just went through is, yes, the, you know, the characters created and looks there, but there's a lot of personality and changes that happen for years after to make that character as popular as it is now. For example, Iron Man. If Marvel didn't do what they did with the MCU, wouldn't it be worth as much as it is right now? Nope, never. MCU didn't happen? He's going to still be worth a lot of money, but no, nowhere near what he is now. Now, this is rough as us having friends and people we care about in the creative realm, but I have to side with sticking with these contracts. And when back then they were going off of the newspaper and publishing method. So when you worked for them, you were given a job and it was... Uh, kind of already assumed that you were work for hire. Like a newspaper reporter was like, okay, here's my story, boss. They didn't hold rights to the story. And since the birth of the comics came from those types of things, it was the same model. 
Yeah, if you made something while at the studio of a Marvel, if you were in the bullpen and created something that, and you were being paid at the time, then that goes to Marvel because of the assumed work-for-hire laws in what the 1909 Copyright Act. So, so let's move on from there. Let's say Marvel's suing to say work-for-hire. They lose that lawsuit. Now the families can say they want the IP back. Well, guess what? Marvel's going to say, you're going to get 2% of this billion dollar and we're still going to keep the characters. Because at this point, it's, it's a money thing. Well, the last time this went to the Supreme Court, was it with, uh, was it, was it, was it Kirby? Where, uh, where it, it, they settled, didn't they settle, didn't Marvel settle with them? Marvel yeah, settled. Yeah, 20, it, 2010 it started, it didn't conclude until 2014, so it went a while, this, this whole thing, but yeah, it was, uh, we're... I'll find it. Keep keep going. Guys. Yeah, you know they'll they'll settle, and it's not. People are looking at Marvel like they're the evil enemy right now. But when you look at the repercussions of any of these things happening, it would be a ripple effect across all kinds of IPs. And the downside of it, you know what would happen? Companies would no longer buy IPs. They would only do internally developed things. So now you're going to ruin that little guy that writes this script that has an awesome idea. He's not going to be able to sell it to a big studio to get that IP turned into a movie because they're not going to want to deal with this if they invest all this money and it can come back. I mean, you make a very good point and something that I think we all need to remember where if they get 2% of Doctor Strange, that is a crap ton of money right now. Um so what does this really mean for the future of, of IP? Not much. It's going to be new contracts. That's really all that's going to happen. They're going to be updated contracts. They're going to have this written out, plain as English, and people are going to sign off. And then 20 years from now, 50 years from now, there's going to be a new kind of law. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a cycle. But if, this, if they lose this and they do go back, you're going to see a whole bunch of other people try to fight this IP retraction law. Yeah, yeah, it's probably going to get ugly for a little bit too. But I think, I think a lot, I think some things are going to be cut and dry because it doesn't. Didn't Howard the Duck? Didn't this have something to do with Howard the Duck back in the day as well? Isn't that where this all stems from? <laughs> well, Howard the Duck doesn't, was originally sued because he was a ripoff of Donald Duck. Yeah, but even before that, the creator of Howard the Duck wanted to wanted more rights to him, but he he was created while at Marvel. Like I think yeah. the original case was about one of the original ca- cases that this is in regards to is over Howard the Duck. Well, this has also been a huge thing with Dick Tracy. Um, this has been the shadow. Like, there's been lots of IP over the years that have done this. That's why when you looked at the content that Disney originally created, they would only work with stuff that was public domain. Yeah. Because they didn't want to deal with this. Because they knew the money and time that they were putting in, the, ma- the Disney magic was something that nobody else could do. And that's the part of these contracts and lawsuits that you can't monetize or, you know, say is nobody else could do what was done. Like, there's so many people that tried to do this exact thing and have failed. Why did Marvel succeed? Because they had the right mindset to do what they're doing. Just to, to chime in here, the Kirby versus Marvel Entertainment uh, case actually never went to the Supreme Court, so stories have been updated. It was going to be heard by the Supreme Court um, for you know shits and giggles, really, uh, but they settled out of court. 
So it never actually reached there, but because it's now a, you know, it's a store, it's something to fall back on, um, for litigation purposes. So well, it'll, I thought it'll matter. It, it was, it was Joe Schuster, Jerry Siegel was the first kind of big case like this where DC mm-hmm. had all the rights to Superman and they were like, well, hold on, we're living in poverty still. Hold on. <laughs> and that's different because they didn't create that story for DC. They submitted it to DC. And then you had Bill Finger. The, well, that was a whole different story. That that's a little different. That was that that the argument that you just gave a little while ago about all the time and progression and and money and work that has gone into developing these characters over 75 odd years was kind of condensed in the Bill Finger case. Because it really Bill Finger wasn't the or yeah, Bill Finger wasn't the creator. It was there is well, Bob he was Kane. he was the creator, but as he was working with Bob Kane, just, just let me finish. Let me finish the thing I was just about to say. Bob Kane created the idea of of Batman with the big dude with a scallop cape. That was it. Dude flying around a bat. Bill Finger created everything else. So going back to your idea of all of the things that have been put on placed on top of a character that made them who they are is just as valid as the original creation. I think is the point you were trying to make. Yeah, but with Bill Finger, it was at the point of inception, he changed everything. Like, it didn't take years. He literally... Sure, sure. That's what I meant. Like, a condensed version of the same exact thing. At that moment, he went, yeah, that's cool and all. Batman's a cool name. I got it from here. You go over there, Bob. (laughs) Um, Go draw your trapeze artist. (laughs) Now, the estates and their lawyers have responded saying, we're getting support from all these creative outlets. Of course they are. Yeah. Which creative person is going to go... And not back them because they're going to look like an a-hole. Well, even more than that, look, here's the thing. I, I can't say I blame anybody for trying. I can't. If, if all of a sudden you came up to me and said, hey, John, you might have uh, some say in the, you know, the money that comes from Spider-Man. You really think I'm not going to at least give it a shot? No. Uh, and I wouldn't blame anybody if they did. I, this is... See, I can understand why uh, someone who is living... So let's let's put that if if someone's live so who's a who's an example uh, uh what Rob life well no let's let's talk about somebody that's living let's talk about Todd McFarlane and his reason say. for starting Image was this exact thing mm-hmm. and he's own. a businessman he understands both sides of it the right. problem in mentee I'm not going to throw you out there but artistic people don't think business when they're thinking about the creations. They're thinking, how can I get people to enjoy my creation? Yep. Unless they have somebody there to smack them in the back of the head <laughs> and say, stop giving shit away for free. How can we or make money off of this? <laughs> if, the, if those people would just return someone's phone call, <laughs> would be nice. But that's the th- like, so I can understand why uh, someone like Todd McFarlane would, would actually pursue this. Now, in a state of someone who is no longer with us, that is to me a money grab for them for whatever reason. But that just that seems really, really slimy to me. Moshko, it turns out your last name is Ditko. And there <laughs> is an actual actual argument to be had that you are owed compensation for your the hair your family's legacy with that character. And a and a and a, a really high profile lawyer comes up to you and says, I'll do this pro bono. You might get millions of dollars for the rest of your life. Are you going to say no? But there's a difference it, between it's scummy. Like what? Are, but I'm that's sure. not. <laughs> but that's not the route they're taking. They're trying to say that they have the high road, and they're well, doing this they are, for pure reasons. Because it's the court of public opinion. They want Marvel to cave. That's what they want. 
they want Marvel to cave, and Marvel will cave eventually. And the fans that are guys, yeah, the fans that are blindly being like, "Yeah, they deserve this." Listen, a contract's a contract. We need or, to or, la- or lack of contract at or the lack time. of contract, <laughs> but we need to respect that because without that, this whole entertainment world could crumble. But it's the, look, it's the same as is uh, Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit. It. There, there are things that people didn't expect at the time when those contracts were, or not contracts were created and or not created when you were hired, right? Nobody thought of a, of a cinematic universe at the time. <laughs> Never crossed anybody's head about where these characters could go beyond the failing newspaper I don't know. If cartoons. he asked Dan, he probably thought he thought of all this. And I, I shouldn't say <laughs> failing because they weren't failing at the time. But my point is, is that nobody, nobody had this in their head. And with Scarlett Johansson's contract nobody had the a pandemic in their head when they no, signed but her contract. contract is still a contract pay the woman right exactly exactly now what exactly <laughs> this same group of people would be the people going against scarlett johansson's contract you know what i'm saying like in her case mm-hmm. sticking to the contract is what public opinion is well, for goliath it's it, goliath but, will always be the bigger entity <laughs> but these uh, the people going against the contract at the same time. You can't have it both ways. We want to go against contracts or lack thereof or but, go for them. Dude, it's fans. Look, remember what remember it was Sony and, and Marvel with Marvel? Well, uh, hell, Marvel and Netflix? Dude. Yeah. And it's not even Marvel, it's Disney. I mean, that's a Disney tactic through and through. Marvel Marvel didn't have the backing to screw people over like that. Marvel couldn't. Before <laughs> Disney, Marvel didn't have that ability. If Marvel did, they went bankrupt. Like they there was that wasn't happening. There was no r- r- pulling back on contracts. That's a that's the mouse coming in and going, "No, no, no, no. Little <laughs> my, Listen, my here, little red little, logo friend. <laughs> you little art scribbling dudes yeah, just I, we got it from here." And and they're going to draw be, your funny books now. We've said it a million times. There is a difference between Disney and Disney Creative. And Disney Creative is a wonderful, magical place that we all love. But the corporate side o- of Disney. They can only do that because of the corporate business side. And I get you. It's one hand feeds the other. You need them. It's the yin and the yang. It's done well. It's done well. But all, that's what I'm trying to say is that at the end of the day, all that's really going to happen from this, all that we will ever notice us in, in, in front of these microphones, you with the headphones on or whoever, however you're listening, all you're going to see is new contracts. You're never going to see anything. Everything's going to be just fine. Don't worry yourself yep. at all. Everybody's There's too much money to be had for anybody to stop this wheel as it is. There will be new Doctor Strange movies, new Spider-Man books. They're just going to have to pony up and then make new contracts in the future. Because here's what, what happens. That's say, what this is. Say Ditko's family gets all the rights. What the are they going to do with the character? They don't have money to make anything. They don't have distributions. And guess what? Marvel and Disney have enough power to be like blackball them. Well, they're not going to get all of the. the no, they'll get. They'll partial. get a small percentage or yeah, a they're just going to get checks. That's all. Yeah. They're just going to get a check from time to time. They're going to put back. a new wing on a house. That's that's what this the is going to do. Only problem that they might hit, and we can move on after this, is if one of them gets ballsy and wants some sort of creative control over how their character is portrayed for legacy. Yeah, but then all of a sudden Disney says, "Well, here's three million dollars." To not do that, <laughs> like it'll be this more is, than that. <laughs> this is Disney. Like they're, they they sneeze a billion dollars. Like this is not a big deal to them. It really isn't. We look the the news entertainment business loves to drum up and make this a bigger deal than it is. But at the end of the day, for the families involved, it's a big deal. For us fans, nothing's going to change. Not a thing. Don't freak out. Don't worry your little heads off about this. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> and 
not for nothing, the remaining Lee family that's fighting this, we already know they're a bunch of scumbags that treated him poorly at the end of his life, taking oh, blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, none yeah, of yeah. them deserve a fucking dime. And here's, and look, for, for new creative talent out there, trust me that the contracts that are in place now do not look anything like the ones that they're talking about from the original <laughs> Copyright Act in 1909, or the lack thereof, or contracts that existed in the 70s. Things have changed. My friends, you are not going to deal with this problem. Also, <laughs> if you're creative, get an entertainment lawyer. Just going to say that. Done. <laughs> Moving on. I'm tired of this already. Yes, it's, this is one of those big, it's a big story, but it's kind of a non-story because it's too much money already involved. Um, so speaking of non-stories, let's go through a bunch of these news ones real because some of these are just like, okay, so here's our first one. <laughs> the, uh, the Beyond uh, Corporation for Spider-Man. Right. Right. So we know Ben Riley taking over as Spider-Man. We know Peter Parker is going to be out. Well, while Ben Riley is uh, is being Spider-Man, he uh, he has to kind of do what the Beyond Corporation has, says tells him to do. And the Beyond Corporation is kind of evil to begin with. But we I've, won't even go down that road. Yeah. What's I have up? a question. What in the world is Spider-Man doing with the uh, vegan supplying burger maker? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't think we've done this in months. But can we give him an Earth too? <sighs> yeah, Menti's still like, you know, what, what just happened? I, I, I can't even fathom the words you just put together. <laughs> like, in uh, three, two, two Earth, Earth two, Beyond Vegan Edition. <laughs> oh, because Beyond oh, Burger. Beyond Burger. Oh, I'm so slow. Yes, you are. Uh, anyway, okay, so bottom line is the Beyond organization doesn't like the fact that there is another Spider-Man because they have the rights to Spider-Man because they're kind of paying, they made a suit. So they're they're telling Spider-Man to go deal with Miles Morales. Really, that's all this is leading up to. Is It's an, it's it's a non-story. Can I get to the <laughs> that, next one? That introduces those two characters. I don't, I mean, it's kind of cool for them to meet for the first time, but what do you mean get to the next one? The next one's non-news as well. All right, Whoa. here's the next one. Guardians ended, and then it's going to start again. How are they calling something a fan favorite if they're canceling it? If it's It's a fan favorite, it's making money. The fact that they're using the word canceled is dumb because it wasn't canceled. The book had an end. It ended. And then they said, we're going to do a new team starting next year. Well, I think they have to use cancel when they're changing teams um, before contracts are up. But the book ended and said, thank you. And it said the end. Like the book was over. It wasn't like something happened and we all, like, you have to pick up. So, you know, it's not like I got to read Rocket Raccoon's annual edition to find well, out how that, this story ends. That is happening in the next one. Yes, that is. <laughs> that, that is. So a Spider-Man book's ending and, and it's it's Joe Kelly, but it's a Joe Kelly book, so it's cool. But uh, it's, you know. Yeah, non-stop Spider-Man's going to be finished in Savage Spider-Man. This one is, is yeah, Savage Spider-Man is whatever the next big event for Spider-Man's going to be. Kind of sounds cool. Sounds kind of cool. ironic with the name. Nonstop. <laughs> Earth two, yeah. Next story. <laughs> Gunslinger get- spawn. Menti or no, Mauer. You you wanted this one. Yeah. So for <laughs> the first time in a while, we're getting a new character uh, from the Spawn universe getting their own book, and it's Gunslinger Spawn. If there was ever one to pick. So here's the cool thing about it. Um, it's going to create a new world for Spawn to live in and a new 
atmosphere for everything. Um, this is going to bring back something that's super, super cool. And Menti, I don't know if you remember this, the necroplasm meter from the original oh, Spawn books. Was it, Yeah, that was one he could only use but so much before he would, he so would in the beginning really, of the, truly die. Like in the book, it would be like... That green bar. Yep, the, the green bar. The clock. So the green bar's back. That's cool. And uh, Todd McFarlane actually posted this, and you'd be surprised how many Spawn fans were like, I never really knew what that meant. I've been reading Spawn forever and just didn't understand it. And Necroplasm's limited, which is why you saw Spawn from the beginning switch over to guns, because he's ex-military, knows how to use guns, and it saves his Necroplasm. Which is, for anybody unaware, that's what powers his entire thing. Like the his glowing suit, his green stuff. Every, his healing, fat, the whole nine yards, is everything's done through the Necroplasm. Now, at the end, and I don't think Todd was writing at the time, if he ate things that ate evil things... He could get some oh, back, dude, like maggots and rats and stuff. So any okay, this is this this right here is the equivalent of Spider-Man's web shooters. It's it's it is a easy way to get some some forced conflict without doing much work. <laughs> you just it's 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 a Doctor Who. There's going to be thirteen Doctor Who's, and eventually you're going to get to thirteen. And how do we make sure there's more? It's it's a guaranteed story arc that you're eventually going to have to deal with. Like again, when when someone comes up with that idea, they already know how they're going to deal with that. Well, here's the the biggest thing of this launch. It's launching with four hundred thousand copies of issue one. That's wow. the largest launch in twenty five years for a new character. Wow. That's a that's a that's a ballsy move there, Mister McFarlane. I hope. Uh, oof. I mean, that I don't know, man. Do you really think that he's going to be able to sell that many? Yeah, because he's McFarlane and King of the Variant cover. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So, and with him launching his own shop and doing uh, now that all these private uh, deals are going through, you see him. He's only signing certain covers with certain pens. And that's it. So right. let's we got we got a rapid fire a bunch of this. Dark hold is the dark Do, hole. We can't you can't just gloss over this because for the MCU this might be a big thing. So in the the preview for Dark Hold Alpha number one, which is gonna give us uh Doctor Doom's backstory, we see uh Cathone and some of what he could actually do if released, and he's kind of mind wiped a bunch of the heroes. Anyway, Valeria Richards and uh Franklin Richards are two people that are that you're focused on for a little bit. Uh Valeria tries to help Franklin, Franklin goes nuts and kills Valeria by slicing her hat her face into pieces uh but then wanda maximoff wakes up from a dream and that lets us know that cathone is actually going to be playing a large role in this which is great because wait isn't she dead we does this happen in continuity like i don't know how this works i don't know where darkhold fits <laughs> i don't know where this fits Did marvel just yes. pull a dc Ta technically yes but let's come on man it, DC, DC. Well, no, Marvel's done this for before. We we've had um, with all new, all different. Where all sudden characters would show up, and we're like, well, you know, they're still they're still dead. <laughs> um. Anyway, right. so that's the thing that's happening. So going into some quick uh, TV news, we have a new DC comics documentary coming to HBO Max, which I think is brilliant. I'm amazed that it took this long to do it. One of the first things that Marvel did on Disney Plus was come up with like 75 years of pulp because it's a it's a brand that has history and such fanfare behind it, and they've just ignored that on HBO Max, and it well, really could I, use that. I really don't think they had a vision 
once their DC, what was it even called? Their app. Fan, fan, oh, oh, DC, DC <laughs> Unlimited? Yeah, DC Unlimited. Whatever it was crumbled so under their own weight, and they were like, oh. So I think they had to. I don't know if that crumbled under their own weight, or they were just absorbed by HBO Max. Remember, HBO Now took HBO Go, and then took HBO H- Max. Well, and, you know, HBO Max, they formed HBO Max and then also took Warner Brothers and then took <laughs> Everything. DC, then took uh, Discovery. Direct TV, is it, and then is it Discovery? took them all, and now there's Direct TV And then they're getting stream. rid of them. Um, yeah, so dude. anyway, I don't think they had a vision of where to go, and they were in kind of purgatory for a little bit. But now we have Greg Berlanti, who is the guy from the Arrowverse, who knows his way around the the mythos, if you will, of DC. So him running this documentary series should be good. It's in good hands. Well, and, and again, it's just they have such iconic characters and the world just seems to kind of forgot that. Like, the, the amount of people who were, like, scoff at the, the idea of DC still because of how successful the MCU has been is, is astounding. And what, it, what the DC universe needs is fanfare. So the fandom is a great thing, and they should make more of these things. Like, to remind people that... It's Superman and Batman are the, like the biggest characters on the planet, besides like Mickey and 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 Bugs. Yeah, <laughs> Mickey, Bugs, Batman, Superman, <laughs> then the MCU. What's up? Doc? Um, all right, Doom Patrol season three opener is pretty good. It was okay. I, I was more hyped on season one and two, but it just had to wrap up season two. Uh, I'm, I don't want to spoil things because it's a pretty spoiler. Have, uh, you have to spoil season two and some of this episode to do it, but it's worth your time if you like the other ones. If you've never How watched has the Doom show Patrol, held up so far from season one to season two to season three, is it still as enjoyable as when you first started? One and two were outstanding. This one was meh. This one, this one wasn't as, <laughs> as good. This, but uh, speaking of shows that, you, that start enjoyable and they get terrible, Titans, on the other hand, is just bad. <laughs> it's just season three for Titans is just oh Titans Titans is, I don't know ba- baby Huey loves it baby Huey likes to text to talk about it but you know no I'm <laughs> I'm sorry they don't earn any of the things that they do this season it's just not very good so if you're not into Doom Patrol I don't know if season three is the one to jump in you really need to start from the beginning for that and then Titans just don't Baby Huey just has a fanboy hard on for Titans for some reason. Well, it's because it, it it has been very good in the past, but it just doesn't earn the things that it wants you to care about. And now it's just so fast paced that it just throws conflict at you that isn't remotely fleshed out. It's just like, and I'm mad. Make a burr, burr. It's Here, here's the so, qu- here's the quote, just so we don't leave them out. Yeah, Titans last epi- last two episodes have been good, and the thing I called at the end of last season happens. That's great. Still sucks. Oh. <laughs> Here's something that is earning what it's doing from all of the fans that I've talked to is the Sandman's uh, footage debut, if mm. you will. Yeah, it was just a couple. It was just it was a couple minutes. It was like a minute and a half, right? It was real short, and it's really just the first opening pages. It, and I don't. I've never read the the Sandman comic, but I do read the or uh, listen to the audiobook, and it is spot on. To how that audiobook opens, and apparently it's it's like shot for shot from the comic. All right, so for Sandman fans, it's pretty there cool. You go. It's a good time to be a Netflix. Only thing I liked about Sandman was Lucifer, and I didn't even like him in that comic. I just liked the show. So what you're saying is, don't sleep on this show. Netflix shows mm, are <laughs> well played, Moscow. 
I love this. I love kooky Moscow is amazing. You don't get this much, but I love it. <laughs> I'm not used to him just throwing little zingers. Some are landing. Some, some are landing, so though. <laughs> All right. Ms. Marvel being delayed to sometime in 2022. I think this is all special effects related. Yep. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I bet. Do you think um, they're going to go back to her what what her normal yeah. thing is because of the I fan? think they leaked on purpose. We're thinking of changing her superpowers to see mm-hmm. who would care. Mm-hmm. And then when everybody's like, "What the?" They're like, "Oh, we're going to delay this." But I also think that they weren't expecting the heat from Moon Knight, so now they're trying to fit the werewolf by night Halloween special in there too. So they're diverting some of the resources to build off of those yeah. two shows. Makes sense. Right. I want to say I'm excited. I'm just not. The more I hear about the show, I was excited too, but the more we the were hoping this was out, Jessica Jones. Yes. And it, you know, and the worst part about it is, I mean, look, our love for moon Knight aside, the most deserving show of, of a, the most deserving character of a Disney plus show. That's really good is, is moon Knight. No, no, it's not. Moon Knight deserves like a Netflix series or Moon Knight deserves like true rated R. Moon Knight should be on Hulu. <laughs> is where Moon Knight should be. It, you should <laughs> you should play Moon Knight and then it suggests that you watch Deadpool afterwards. You know what I mean? Like that's right. the caliber it should be in. It should um, be on Miss, Shutter. Miss <laughs> Marvel on the other hand just fits into Disney Plus perfectly and I'm just so nervous. Yeah, it fits it. with like the new Doogie Howser and their oh, Turner boy. and Hooch remake. Yeah, but but yeah, all right. Let's jump into movies. All cool right, things. Cool. Go things. ahead, Moshko. You've you, no no zingers on this one. I'm you're taking this story. Go. Which, which one? The one we were going to get rid of, and now we're no. The three actors are joining Aquaman and the Lost oh, Kingdom. Yeah. Thanks for giving me this one because I could care less about it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ma- so, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Because I know Mara's going to chime in and say this is the greatest thing ever. Because I don't agree with them. So, number one, um, they just announced that an actress, is it the first one, Stingray? Yeah, Jean A. Zhao, I think is how it's pronounced. Right. Um, now, this, this character has n- not in it or that. No, it's not. So the character's name is Stingray, and it sounds like this would be a character from DC Universe, but they're creating this character specifically um, for Aquaman 2, and this is going to be that actress's English film debut. I would love to know how long that meeting went when they were coming up with their name. You want to make a new character for Aquaman 2? What are you thinking? What about Stingray? Stingray. (laughs) <laughs> All right, meeting adjourned. <laughs> like, cool name. <laughs> um, and then we are recasting uh, with Vincent Regan is going to be uh, King Atlan. So I'm guessing when they originally cast the King Atlan character, it was like, he's only in for part of it. Let's not lock him down. The movie did extremely well. So now they're like, shit, we want to do more. <laughs> so here's- Do you think they were plotted as a trilogy like most Marvel movies are? Mm-hmm. Or you, do you think they have any forethought when they made the first one? Of what I the think sequels? they did. And then Juan came in and he did not. How do I put this? He did not like Snyder at all. So the plan that they were originally doing, he said, screw you. I don't care. So all of the plans that were made were kind of canceled. So now they're trying to go through with what he wants the vision to be. As long as he ever gets to make that trench movie. 
But so we have. I'll tell you what. For everything. I, I'll tell you what. I I enjoyed Aquaman, but Malignant. Ooh, ooh, is that not good? Um, no, 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 no. Don't watch that one. <laughs> that was. Ooh, that was not good. Not good. No. Not no. Bad meaning bad, no. but bad meaning good. Bad meaning bad, but bad. Like it's gotcha. like the twist. The twist comes like. I don't even want to. I don't even want to spoil. Oh, See, there's some people that love it, but the third person is India Moore is going to be playing uh, Karshan, who evolved from a tar- uh, tiger shark. So there's more characters. I'm assuming they're going to be from different kingdoms that he's going to go along the way. But expanding mm-hmm. the Aquaman mythos in the DCEU is remember, huge. Remember when they did that? Was uh, was not was it Rebirth? Yeah, Rebirth when it had the whole slums area of. Uh... Yep. of Atlantis. Uh, yeah. The amount of world building that everybody sets up but doesn't take advantage of at DC astounds me. <laughs> it is, is that they don't like, take advantage of or they don't get to take advantage of They don't of it. get to prior, really? previously, I don't think. Because there's a lot of writers right now who have the dark multiverse at their disposal and don't touch it. Oh, they you're also, talking about comics. I'm just talking about in general. The people, DC just they. Uh, what, remember all the other worlds that were supposed to come out. What was that story with the three brothers in the trees? They were like the Celestials yeah. of uh, DC that had all of those. Un- well, that's because comic fans won't buy them. What do you mean? Comic fans are like, we want these characters, and when you change them, we're well, upset. Well, no, you t- take those characters and explore that new area that you just made. I'm just saying, after Rebirth, they made like 35 awesome new areas where could you give you years of stories, Listen, and then just kind of, what's on just, the other side of the source wall? If we could just go back to Rebirth <laughs> and continue it and not change the shit from Rebirth, we'd be living in the golden age of DC. They, they did so much world building and preparation for future stories, and then they just got rid of it with the Omniverse. That last yeah. crisis book just got Terrible. rid of everything. Tell you what, with with what you're saying about everything, I would love to see a straight up horror death metal world, like directed by James Wan. Yes. Could you imagine the Dark Multiverse by Rated James? R. Sure, James Wan. Yeah, let's go. And then give me that. Just give me, give me uh, the Batman who laughs. Just going around and gathering the dark, the the um, the bastardized Batman's as we were calling them, and then just let that be for a few. Like, don't even just make, just get them all. Yeah. <laughs> just get, just get them all in a, in a in an HBO Max series. Well, the thing I like about what James Wan did with Aquaman, and I've talked about in the past, is he took a character that he knew was like, okay, we're just gonna make a joke, and leaned into every punchline. He pulled an Eminem from Eight Mile. And said, you're going to make fun of me because we're having a guy without a shirt on. So in the first scene, he puts the slow motion with the music and like the permission to come aboard. Like he just leaned into the jokes, pushed them aside and said, okay, now I'm going to have a fun movie. Was it the best movie? No. But was it freaking fun? Yeah. Was it beautiful? I think so. Dude, some of the best things that have ever been created are stupid ideas that people took seriously. Fast and Furious. They are... Okay, sure. I I'm not gonna sure. <laughs> I'll just we'll just leave it at that. But then um, you have good ideas that people don't take seriously, and that's where we end up with Ayer's movie being chopped down to pieces. Ooh man, if I had a medal for segues, that would go to Mauer. That was that was like a ninja. You did that not was, fall off the cliff. That was incredible. <laughs> All right, Mauer, talk talk to me about David Ayers. Well, David Ayers is finally out of the depression that the world set him into for pissing all over a movie that wasn't (laughs) his. So his Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad, 
Suicide Squad had a totally different feel, a totally different look, and a totally different story before Warner Brothers went, shit, Snyder's really getting us some bad press with everybody. Change everything. And they took his film that was supposedly very personal and uh, about dealing with pain and getting over something and turned it into what it was. Now, the first Suicide Squad movie, I'll still watch every now and then. It's kind of like Teen Wolf to me. It's bad, but I enjoy watching some of the cool scenes in it, and I love Diablo. But he released a couple screen grabs of what his cut was, and you can just tell from that 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 story was different. Look, I didn't know until it's when the the article associated with the um which is what's the CBR article um that that have the two images. I didn't realize that they that there was a showdown originally with the Joker in it. Like mm-hmm. the Joker wasn't just used as a side plot to eventually open up a new movie or a new series or a branch into somebody else. That he legitimately had a good end, yeah, like a like a final showdown that that we never got to see. Which uh, Jared Leto's Joker gets a lot of trash. It gets a lot of flack. It does, and it's and I get it. It's he does for what we saw. It deserves the ridicule. But seeing as how there's so much that we haven't seen, it's really hard to judge that performance. It re- it really is. I would love to say that he's great in Ayer's cut, but we'll never see it. it it's we, ne- we said we, that about, you know, we did we say said, that about Snyder cut. But here's the thing with the Snyder cut: the Snyder cut is we people were putting, think, were paying for billboards to be put up and skywriting. No one's doing that for David Ayer's. There's, and here's a bi- there's definitely momentum building on this. Sure, but even then, the more that DC, that Warner Brothers does this and makes and allows the director's cut to come out to the way that to this degree, just shows that they were the issue in the first place. Which yeah, but I don't think they want. They still have a ripcord. If they go, oh well, we're gonna fire the guy that Cyborg hates because he was responsible for all these bad things happening. They still have a scapegoat that they can throw everything on. Like if they come out with these air cuts and the president that was supposedly enabling all the bad behavior on Justice League. Hamada. Hamada. So they could literally put this out. If the backlash is Warner Brothers, you're screwing everything up, they go, ah, see that guy over there? He's the one. He's out. We got this new guy in here. He's the one bringing you all these special things. And then they, they move past it. Do you think the Snyder's the Snyder cut did enough for Warner Brothers to warrant a it new didn't cut actually. of airs? That's and it I mean. didn't even it's stream ne- that never, well. We're never going to see this. It's never going to happen. I would love to. Don't get me wrong. I, the more content, the better. You want to give me an alternate cut of any movie? <laughs> I'm sure. You ever watch that alternate cut of Anchorman where it's entirely the same story but entirely different jokes? Because they just recorded so many throwaway jokes. No. That they were able to recut the entire movie with brand new jokes. The only the, the recuts that I watch are the Donner cut and the director's Donner cut. Donner cut's a good one. The Donner director's cut of Daredevil. I've never seen that, but I've never seen that. But I'm sure you 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 talk about it all the time. All right, let's move on before we make an hour long <laughs> issue. Hey man, this is the norm now. Uh, you sons of bitches. Uh, let there be Carnage director. Um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Andy Circus. Gollum. Gollum. Andy Circus. <laughs> Andy Circus says I that he would prefer he would prefer that Venom fight a few more villains before eventually getting to Spider Man, which is probably just kind of tapering off people's expectations. Because <laughs> I'm sure he knows where everything's going, so he's probably going like, "Yeah, that'd be fun." But wouldn't it also be fun if we got all these other ones? 
That's what he's doing right now. That's all. That's all he's doing because he's because he knows when that actual crossover is going to happen, and it's not going to be right away. We'll get a we'll get a teaser in one of these movies where Tom Holland shows up, and then we'll probably get another Venom facing off against another symbiote because that's what we got with Venom. I have a feeling the the crossover teasers in this one because Tom Hardy is going hard saying, "Please don't spoil this movie," putting out multiple tweets. Uh, the last one was just Venom going like, no, 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 no. Please don't spoil this movie. So I have a feeling there, there's going to be something showing, oh my God, it is connected to the MCU. We'll get one more movie without Spider-Man in it. I think like a, a week or two ago, we, we mentioned dates and when stuff was coming out. And I believe they now, because it was originally going to come out in Russia, the first, like the, I think tomorrow, actually the 30th. If that, you know, whatever the date says, but I think it was the 30th. So it was like a day or two before it even hit the U.S. Um, so that's why they were talking about all this. Now that's been pushed back, I believe, 14 days. So U.S. is still getting, is now getting the original launch. So they've been moving stuff around for that purpose. Yep. All Look, right. He says, don't rush things. And I, can you fold them? If you rush things, you get the final season of Game of Thrones. Just don't do that. <laughs> if you don't rush it, you get the first two seasons of Arrow. Like stretch that shit out, and make it good. <laughs> don't don't force it down my throat, and make it bad. That's what and I'm as saying. much of a mixed bag the first film was, it was still fun and still cool seeing Venom on screen the way he was. So let's let them mold this now that they're getting a little bit more of what they want, and let it unfold. You know, this is the reactionary movie to the first one. You know, if this does well, okay. Now they're tying into the MCU. Now they have all that power. That third movie is probably going to be what we all dream of seeing on the screen. I have a feeling that the next couple of movies that we see are going to be the most it's it's the most fan service madness you're going to see. I think the multiverse of madness is going to be is going to top Endgame with how crazy thing the, how crazy it is. How, how do I even word this? How crazy the potential is. Does that make sense? Like, I think what we're going to see in that movie is going to overtake the fact that we saw all the Avengers together fighting Thanos. You know what I mean? Like, that was such a big, grand moment, and I think this movie, now with the Fox franchises and all the rumors about that, plus with the Venom franchises and the rumors those are tying in, we're going to see some pretty wild stuff in these upcoming movies. All right. Well, on that note, Menti, do that thing quickly. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's a Welcome to Fireside, your social media choice. Unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. You can also go to YouTube, which is also Welcome to Fireside. Uh, go to Moshko Collect, support that man, go buy stuff. We support. Uh, we appreciate your support, so like, keep liking and, and commenting and stuff. Once again, I'm Menti. You are the Micro Machine Man. <laughs> and I'm Mr. Mauer. I'll see you guys on Friday. Or maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <Excuses>. <laughs>